0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a dot domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net
1: hello and welcome to an august 1st monday edition of the locked on blazers podcast i'm your host eric garcia gunderson I'm a writer for BlazersEdge.com and former beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, and today I'm joined by one of my favorite Blazers writers, uh, my opinion, the best Blazer writer on the road. Thank I'm you. Jo- <laughs> I'm, I'm joined, joined by uh, Mike, uh, Mike Richmond from The Oregonian uh, to talk about the Blazers, the summer, everything. everything. Mike, how-, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm definitely one of the top two Blazers writers at The Oregonian. There's no doubt about it.
1: I, I, think I think we, we can definitely, definitely say that, say that, with, that uh, with, uh, with, uh, with with confidence, confidence that you are one, one of the top blazer riders at the Oregonian uh, for sure. Uh, no shade to Casey Holdall, who also, also travels, travel or Jason Quick. Quick. Uh, but, uh, but Mike's no, on the podcast, podcast, so he's my, so he's my favorite, <laughs> favorite right now.
0: Call me when Quick's on the podcast, then we'll start praising him.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah uh, thanks for coming, coming, coming on today. I know there's some, I guess we'll get to some news first, first that, that it, 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 it just because it's, it's current, current and, and it, ooh, it just August
0: happened. news in the NBA.
1: Right. right. That's, That's why, why we're doing this podcast, podcast twice a week now, now uh, for the next six weeks or so. By the way, we're doing these on Mondays and Thursdays if you weren't aware for uh, the next six weeks. But. We had some news yesterday, very very minimal news. We thought we were going to have at least one Blazer in Rio, and it turns out that we are not going to have any Blazers in Rio. No more Blazers in Rio. No Blazers in Rio. Good for them. Alfa, yeah, Al Farouk Amino uh, over some unresolved issues, according to a press release from the Blazers. The Nigerian basketball Twitter account says that it was an insurance issue. Uh, Mike, uh, how, how did you see all that? go Go down down and what do do you think? My
0: assumption is it has to be this insurance deal because uh, Al Farouk played for them in 2012. He was part of the 2010 uh, World Games team that was at least somewhat competitive in the sort of the way that African teams are on that stage. Um, And he, you know, he was the best player on the Afro Basket team a year ago that m- made sure they got to the finals. He had made a huge time commitment to them. So my assumption is that this was all a insurance deal where the Blazers have invested 40 million dollars or 30 million dollars now for Okamino and another f- you know, tentative 15 million in Festus Azili and that the Nigerian basketball team just doesn't have the type of cash that can cover the insurance necessary, particularly for a guy like Festus with knee issues. And Al Farouk, he's a huge part of what the Blazers want to do next year. Arguably, their most important player. I'll throw that out there. Arguably, their most important player on the roster. Hot, hot, hot yeah. take. Yeah.
1: That you get on, on. Unlocked on, on Blazers and and on what, what you can plug your podcast later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I don't even. I don't know what you're talk about, but I will later in the show. But so I just my assumption is that uh, the the uh, Al Farouk and Nigeria just couldn't come to a financial agreement, and it didn't work out. And I imagine there was a lot of pressure on the Blazers end to make sure that there was some financial backing. Oh well, I think that's a bummer for Nigerian basketball fans, but it's probably not that big of a deal in the grand scheme unless you really care about finishing 11th in the Olympics.
1: I was about to say, yeah, it's going to change their their, 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 their finish from, you know, getting 7th potentially. That's even, that's even probably a little generous.
0: Well, I mean, isn't the, the, like, the thing that people know about the Nigerian basketball team is that they lost to the USA team by 80? They had, like, 80-point loss.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they lost by, like, 80, and then I think it was, like, Tunisia... A couple of years ago, lost by eighty. Yeah, so
0: Nigeria was hoping to erase that eighty-point loss thing that they had. That was what the, this Olympics was about, right? You know, rewriting the legacy. We only lost by forty-five this year,
1: right? Which is everyone's just fighting for for second place and, and other, you know, just things that don't matter. Yeah, oh, yeah, Olympic really.
0: basketball is so whack. Like the, Olymp- the Summer Olympics are awesome. Obviously, this year they're a little, ma- they're a little messy because of the situation in Rio. But Olympic basketball is so whack. If you care about Olympic basketball, you are whack. Two- yeah. You know, the 2008 finals in, uh, in China were awesome. That was the height of the Spanish team, and a- every good player in the U.S. basically was on that team. That was cool. It hasn't been cool since then. I'm not into it anymore. I'm over it.
1: No, it really hasn't been. I mean, I don't even think the United States have played like a game that's le- that, has, that they've won by less than double digits. Like,
0: no, I mean, weren't they? I think they were had a kind of close game for three quarters with Lithuania.
1: Yeah, something like that. And then they ended up blowing them out. Yeah,
0: they beat them, the, they beat the pants off them, exactly. Yeah. Um, after they focused, thanks to Coach K, who hates fun and loves focus and winning.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, I, maybe, but who knows? Maybe we're underestimating the power of the Draymond Dick Pit controversy. God, he's
0: been a mess. He's had the worst two and a half months. I, I like. I shouldn't feel sorry for him because it's mostly self inflicted. Uh, but I, I, it makes me just really sort of shake my head in uh, in frustration because man, you basically cost the Warriors the NBA Finals by not just being cool. And hitting LeBron in the shoulder and not the groin. Just be cool. Don't hit someone in the junk. Again. After you, like, viciously kick someone in the junk, like, a week earlier, ten days earlier, just be cool about it. And then he hits, he slaps someone outside of a bar. He has, uh, there's a sexual assault charge pending, I think, still. I'm not sure about that, so I don't want to speak too freely on that. But he, was, he had a, some legal trouble there. And then, then he accident. I mean, I don't know how to use Snapchat, so I can't be too mad at him. But like, come on, dog.
1: Yeah. Um. But moving on from the Draymond Green Snapchat hot takes. Yeah, we got limp- this. We got to move quickly. Here. Yeah, we, we, we got <laughs> we got white right through all that stuff. Yeah, you mentioned Festus Ezeli uh, also not getting insured to be on the Nigerian national team. He was one of the big signings. The Blazers re-signed Mo Harkless. They extended C.J. McCollum. I guess I just kind of want to get your opinion on what the Blazers did this summer, how they did it. You know, what do you think about basically paying luxury tax money to essentially the same team? I mean, I think it, they kind of had to do it, but uh, what, what do you think about, you know, the summer that they've had so far? Well, I, well now that it's over. It's not yeah, so far.
0: It's it, done. It's now. done. We're finished. Um, well, I get it between Tim quarterman and Luis Montero, who makes the team.
1: Um, right, that's the last drama left.
0: But, you know, I, I can say with some confidence that the Blazers will not pl- pay the luxury tax this year. They have uh, positioned themselves in a, in a way where they can sign a 15th guy at the minimum, most likely Tim Quarterman, um, because he's cheaper than Luis Montero, and they will be under the luxury tax. That's huge for them to re- avoid the repeater tax. But my sort of view of the offseason... Um, I didn't love the Evan Turner signing because no one can. It's impossible to love that unless you're Evan Turner's mother or close friends. But he, they paid for someone who, they paid that big money for something they didn't have. They clearly prioritized a ball-handling wing in the offseason. They chased Chandler Parsons. They immediately pivoted and signed Evan Turner. They wanted a ball-handling wing. They, Blazer fans who watched Al Farouq Aminu dribble last year know they know. <laughs> they know. They just know deep in their soul that they needed someone else who could dribble on the roster. They got that even for an expensive price tag. Um, you know, the Crab deal is really the one that sticks out to me because that's a lot of money for Allen Crab. But hey, they knew that that was a possibility. That's what happens when you have a restricted free agency. Um, Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless, I think those are really good deals. I really do. I think those yeah. are valuable deals. I think in three years, when those guys are making ten million dollars a year, and the league sort of normalizes at about a hundred and five, hundred and four million dollars salary cap, paying two players who are in the rotation ten million a year will be normal and effective and cost of, and cost effective and everything you want. So you know maybe they locked into a group that can't win the NBA title for three years, but only two te- only two teams can win the NBA title next year. So being pretty good and having a team that's all guys below the age of 28 is okay. It's okay, Summer.
1: I like what you said there because, it,
0: you know what, it's okay to be pretty good. It, you would, I In my opinion, and I know f- there's fans who think that the only way to live is to win a title or to be the worst team in the league, but in my opinion, being a pretty darn good team is a, is a, is a rewarding way to have a franchise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it was funny last year, like when when the Blazers started to win games, and then you know there was that sect of fans yeah, that yeah. wanted them to tank, and you know it, it, it's I don't know I'm just saying this from. There's only one team that can win championships, so you might as well just have, like, some fun playoff games. Like, the Blazers got to play the Warriors last year. In the season, they won 73 games. Like, they had some really good games against them. They beat a team in the first round. And it's fun to have the season go longer. Like, it's fun when everyone's watching the NBA that everyone's watching the team that you root for, you know, that as part of it. Like, I don't think... There's only two teams that could win, and and this year it's even... It's even less of a. There's know, one
0: team, and maybe the LeBron Jameses.
1: Right. Exactly. There's one team that's like definitely going to have a shot to win, and then there's Cleveland, and and that's really it. Like, I mean, even teams like the Clippers that have guys that are veterans that are way older, they have no chance to win the championship. Yeah, it would
0: take a miracle for them to win the title.
1: Right, and even the Spurs, like you don't know what the Spurs are going to be like with without Tim Duncan there to lead the squad. Like now that the leadership is in the hands of. Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard who are both you know not the, not the most, most like vocal, vocal guys guy. from yeah. what you from what you hear and a
0: minuses you it's hard to win in the NBA with a minuses
1: yeah and so it, it, they, they're in this situation now where they can either, what are they going to do? Dismantle the whole team and trade Damien and trade CJ for draft picks? and just... Hope uh, they're they trading get-
0: for, haven't you heard the fans? They are trading for DeMarcus Cousins. He is coming to Portland. Literally every time anyone's ever tweeted about anything, it involves Boogie and Portland. Book it.
1: Let's Hold on. on. Tangent, I kind of want to just ask you, would you even want DeMarcus Cousins?
0: Um, on my amorphous team? Yeah, probably. On this particular version of the Blazers, probably not. Yeah, cause they you, don't need a high usage big. They need a really good defensive player. They already have people who are going to use the use possessions. That's not their. That's not their issue. Their issue is they probably need another shooter, which is amazing to think, but that that could be an issue. And they need a really good defensive big man, which maybe they have the the parts of that. Maybe part of Ed Davis and part of Festus and part of Al Minu are a good defensive big man. But like. They need prime Dwight. They need 2010 Dwight. They don't need Boogie Cousins.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think yeah, exactly. I I, I, don't I don't know if the fit th- th- would be that, that great. great. He's, He's going to need, gonna need the, ball the ball a lot. The, the Blazers, Blazers would have, have to completely change their, their offense, offense to accommodate him. And then I I do think here's I'm just going to say this right now. I think a lot of basketball fans try to ignore all the stuff about him. Let's just look at the Blazers for as an example. Damian Lillard was the best player on the Blazers last year. He got them together. They figured it out kind of. And they won games. Cousins has had like four or five has had like five years where he's the best player on that team, and they still have been unable to get it together. I know their organization.
0: Has oh yeah, I mean they're a mess. But like, call me when he makes a team a thirty-five win team. Book it. Call me when book it boogie means thirty-five wins, and then you can add some other parts around him. Right now, he means twenty-eight wins or less. You know, it's 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 a mess. You are going to you. Demarcus Cousins is the best center in the NBA, but he might not be a good fit on most teams in the league, and that's a weird thing to navigate when you are building a roster.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and and, and and the the pace pace that the Blazers played with last year and the ball movement and all that stuff that made them so successful, that's not going to happen with DeMarcus Cousins on the team. So I do think that he would be interesting. I'm sure if if the opportunity presented itself, maybe the Blazers would jump at it. But I also don't think that he automatically takes you to the next level because guess what? He's never been to the playoffs. His team has never won more than 30 games. Like, there's... The, there's a reason that, the, the, yes, the organization is there, but there's also a reason that the Kings have not been good, and some of that has to fall on Cousins. It can't just all be the owner, the coach. Because the game, it, it, if coaches are always willing to give all the credit to the players when they win, then the blame also has to fall on the players when you lose.
0: Yeah, I, and look, the, West was, uh, the bottom of the West was a crapshoot last year, and the Kings were not involved. All you had to do was be to win 39 games and you'd have a fighter's chance. And the Kings were not involved in that. So, they, you know, adding him to this particular Blazer roster in this culture, that could help. But I have never, I've, I'm against that hype, um, despite it filling up my Twitter timeline at least once a month
1: yeah um no it's it's definitely all over the place uh and no we're never going to talk about larry sanders on this podcast people that's another that's (laughs) another guy we're never going to discuss as a possible addition to the blazers i'm sorry we're never talking about it because it's never going to happen
0: yeah and you just you don't want to have that kind of rap beef with his budding music career and dames you just i don't think you want to add that i mean you've seen what happened with joe budden and drake and that's you know that's just too much
1: No, we don't don't need need any rap label beefs beefs beefs. happening. I don't don't think the Blazers need it. They don't want it. They want their center to do things like defend the paint and set screens and rebound. And they have guys that do a little bit of each of those things, but not anybody in particular, not anybody on the roster, at least yet, that can do all of those things.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest challenge for the Blazers. They have a lot of parts. They have 10, 10 players who can play, plus Noah Vonley. But they don't. They don't have. There's not a. Even you sit here today, right now, you can't say who the five best players are. It's hard. To, you know, that's hard to pick out. It's probably you'd probably rather have more good players than not enough good players. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be tricky. And they've paid a lot of people to be part of the plan, and it's it's someone is not part of the plan. You can't play ten guys in the night in the NBA. It's just you can't. You can only play nine. It's easier to play eight and then have a ninth. And they have 10 plus Vonle. So they've got a tricky situation to navigate with their roster.
1: Yeah, and and, and And they they can, can, you know, they'll they'll figure figure out out throughout throughout the season in training camp. I'm sure they'll even need like a few, all the way until probably the trade deadline. And they may not even move anybody this trade deadline because, as you said, said, yeah, they they can can avoid avoid paying the the luxury luxury tax this year.
0: Yeah, until 2018, June of 2018. They got to figure it out by then.
1: Yeah. yeah, so so, so, they, so they can, can figure, figure it out. out uh, uh, they have family. a little bit. Of, they have a lot of time to to figure out who's gonna stay, who's gonna fit, who's gonna go, and by that time, they'll be able to trade Crab because I think they can't trade him until next summer technically. Uh, because they matched his offer sheet. And that's a, I think he
0: can be traded in non-package deals before then, but he cannot be traded in a package for a full calendar year. I believe is how it works. Okay.
1: Not 100% sure on okay. that. Well, hey, we know we're in the right ballpark. Yeah, exactly. It's a calendar year, year I think. Okay. So, so just, just, keep just keep that, keep that, in, that in mind. mind. And, yeah, and yeah, I mean, Vonley, Vonley honestly, honestly probably has... Well, you saw Von Lang. I was a little disappointed. He didn't have that great of a summer. He was
0: disappointed, too. I thought that was a, the most intriguing part about Summer League for me in the nine days that I spent in Vegas. That's, oh d- don't ever do that. i got to tell everyone this is like it's not a glamorous job. It's like it's, some parts are cool. That part is not that cool. Uh, but he was pissed. He was very upset about his Summer League performance. And to me, that spoke volumes about the kind of player he envisions himself as. He wanted to dominate Summer League. And he averaged almost a double-double, and he was upset about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think, I think he, was he was a little, a little bit, bit – I think he was more – maybe it was because we hadn't seen him before, but I thought he was more impressive last summer league.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. I thought he had a better July last year than he did this year, and they, he had similar numbers um, just like raw stats-wise. But yeah. he, he wasn't happy with the way he played at all. And I that was my big takeaway was like, man – what kind of 20-year-old starter, or like starter, air quotes, well, on a playoff, playoff team, <laughs> Yeah, um, would be upset about this type of performance? Um, so I thought that was a good sign for Blazer fans who want more from Von Le. Uh Terry Stotts told me at the end of Summer League, I asked him if, if uh, Noah was going to go to Tim Gurgich's camp, which is like a skills camp for young players. He said, you know, Noah's already been, and I'm not worried about him. Noah will be in the gym. It's just a question of which gym that he's in.
1: There you there go, you Blazer go. fans. You, Mike, giving you the report from Terry Stotts uh, about Noah Vonleh. I think, I think, I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely what you want, want to hear want about Vonleh, especially He's with a guy, a guy like that has the potential that he has. has I think. Oh, yeah exactly. He's he has. Has, I think, oh yeah, exactly. He's I, twenty. Right. And I think he like we're talking about like how all the bigs all have like one part of those skills. Like Noah has the potential to have all of those skills, and he
0: also unlocks the problem that the Blazers' bigs have—that they don't fit together. Last year. Terry at all times avoided... Uh, Terry Stotts, let me use his uh, first surname. Name, first name, yeah so. <laughs> yeah. so Stotts avoided at all costs playing Plumley and Myers-Leonard together. He really, really... Avoided. I think Davis and Plumley played less than an hour together, 60 minutes the whole season. It's You're going to have that same issue again with Festus and, and mm-hmm. Plumley and Festus and Davis. Uh, you probably don't want to play Myers-Leonard and Festus Zilli together because who's going to guard in space? Noah Vonley kind of unlocks all that, pro- all that everything. It's just he's not ready yet. So the, the, if the key to the Blazers, and I've heard you say this on the podcast before, what, they be- what this team becomes is if Noah realizes his potential in the next two seasons, they have a chance to make a jump. If he doesn't, they have sort of questions left unanswered.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I think, I they, think they, they remain, remain decent, decent to pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, right.
0: they're going to be one of the five or six best teams
1: in the West. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I, mean, think, I they, think they. I mean, maybe you can. Uh, I think they have a chance to get the third seed.
0: Me too. I think that's their ceiling. Is as high as third. Uh, I think that would be a very, very impressive season. But I don't think that's crazy. I, um, I, I think at the end of last season, they were very clearly the sixth best team in the West before Memphis got hurt. Once Memphis blew everything up, I think the Blazers were realistically the fifth best team in the Western Conference. I don't think that was fluky. Is that a long way from a championship? Sure, it is. But it's also a pretty good place to be. You'd rather be pretty good, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. because Because also it's it's like, like, if you're pretty pretty good, good, you give yourself yourself a chance that if one of the really, really good teams, everything, the S hits the fan, like, if everything everything just falls apart for them injury-wise, basically... Then you give yourselves a chance to, you know, be just like one, you know, a couple of injuries away. Six
0: weeks of Dirk. Just look at the Mavericks. Six weeks of Dirk. If you have a, if you have a top-tier player, I mean, I don't know if Damian Lillard is is this quality as Dirk was then that season, um, but I think you know, conceivably, he could become that type of player. Dirk was unguardable for six weeks, and a pretty good Mavericks team won the NBA title. So, I think you'd rather be in the mix and hope that injuries and other things break your way than on the edge waiting for Ben Simmons to save the franchise.
1: Right. It, it, it's just, it's, it's way, too, way much too much of a, much of a long, shot. long shot. The the Sixers, Oklahoma City blueprint is, to me, or the Timberwolves, Timberwolves thing, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's all, BS all BS to me. To it's, me. Like, it's, it's like, all like it's just it all just luck. It, it all just is, there's yeah, no plan in Minnesota to get those guys.
0: Isn't the model draft? Three straight All NBA players in, with the fourth pick in the NBA draft, like yeah. Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, Harden, in, in three straight drafts. Like that, isn't that the plan?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that's
0: not can't, you can't duplicate that.
1: Yeah, that's not yeah, that's a plan. And the are already, already pretty good. good. So, so why, yep. why, why, why why mess it up, it up to chase case, you, know, you know something that, that, that may, that may never come. come? So, so uh, yeah, come. yeah, I agree. Um, we were talking about the centers. Who do you think? St- obviously, they brought in Festus Azili. Plumley, I thought, was really solid for them as the starter. Who do you think starts? Because it seems like Myers Leonard's definitely, definitely going to be a backup. A backup big. Big.
0: Yeah, I think Plumdog Thousand Air continues to start um, at center just because he's durability level. Um, I think he's a better fit with the starters than Ed Davis because of his ability to pass and how he affects the sort of geometry of the offense. I don't think you can play Festus that many minutes a night. That doesn't mean that he can't. Festus could conceivably start, but I don't think he can play more than 19, 22 minutes at the most. I think that's a really good um, sort of measure for him. And right now, today, as we sit here, August 1st, 2016, Mars Leonard is not a starting center in the NBA. And he's definitely not a power forward. Sorry, definitely, guys. Definitely <laughs> yeah.
1: not a power forward. Yeah. So
0: you got to play him at five, or at least you got to play him with an Ed Davis type person who can chase fours a little bit better, or or Al Aminu. Um or Harkless, so, I guess too. Yeah, or Harkless. So I think that's. I think it's Plumlee who starts would be my guess, but I also think we're going to see a ton a ton of situational lineups this year where Ed Davis plays 19 minutes one night, the next night he plays zero. Myers Leonard plays 31 minutes off the bench one night, the next night he plays seven. You know, I, I really do think this is the mix and match year because it's so hard to play 10 guys in the league. It's so, And the Blazers have so many different looks. And if they're really going to play Rook mostly at the four, they kind of have to figure out all the mix and match stuff. So I think Plumlee starts, but I do think it'll be like last year where he plays more like bench minutes despite being a starting player and they figure out how to go small a lot and they figure out how to sort of utilize all those wings they have in various groupings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think think you make a great point about durability with Plumlee that he like, he pretty much, he was there every night. I think he He played 82 82, and and he he has a track track record of being very durable and he fit really well with the starters. I think, I think that starting lineup that they had last year I think Kevin Pelton was the first person that kind of like Hey, they don't have to start Crab or Turner They could start Harkless again and now they have Harkless I mean, I feel like they could stick with that
0: yeah, I also think that the turner Crab pairing together, I think they complement each other really well because Alan Crab does not dribble, and Evan Turner loves to dribble as much as anyone in the world. So I think if you could figure out a lineup in which Evan Turner kind of played point guard and Alan Crab was spacing on the wing, I think they could complement each other really well. And Terry's good at that. He's That is one of his strengths is figuring out who fits well together. You know, last year he played Noah a ton of minutes when I don't think that in a perfect world he would have, but the Blazers wanted to play him a ton of minutes, and. Terry made it work so uh, you got to put trust in him because he seems to figure out at least that portion of the uh of the challenge of coaching I think he really does well yeah
1: he, yeah, he does a really he does good a really job good of, taking of taking advantage, advantage of guys' strengths strength and, and, and not really you know he doesn't expose guys you, to their weaknesses very much he does a very good job of having good complementary lineups with everyone like he wouldn't put after you know they started the season with Myers Leonard at power forward he was, injured, he was injured, and then they were then like, like, okay, well, okay, we're not, well, not going to do this anymore. We're never going
0: to do that right. again, exactly.
1: And, and, and so, he, so he, I, think he, I think he is, is, great, is great at the, the complementary lineups. lineups. I think he... Will do an excellent job of mixing and matching. It'll be weird. I, I said this on a previous podcast. I think the Blazers are going to be the least favorite team, team of, fantasy of fantasy basketball, basketball players, players in the league. Oh, next DFS year.
0: guys are going to hate them.
1: Oh my, oh my God! God. Gonna, <laughs> oh, I forgot, I, forgot I forgot the FanDuel, the FanDuel guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the
0: daily fantasy is going to despise the Blazers because there's no way to predict outside of CJ and Dame who's going to get a lot of points and, and a lot of touches
1: and, 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 just, and, time. and just time. I think time. Farouk, minutes. I think, yeah, yeah I think minutes. Farouk is like, is like Farouk, CJ and Dame are like the three guys. Farouk's going to
0: play. I I do think fruits to play a ton of minutes. Yeah, I
1: think yeah, I, I think, think those I think are the three, three guys that you can, can count on to, count on to play, play a lot of minutes every night and then after that it's really not going to be uh Whole, it's going to be a crap shoot, shoot. but um, yeah. Mike, Mike anything Mike, else, you, anything else say, you want to say uh, tell, tell, tell the listeners the where they can find your stuff you have, have a podcast well. as well I so, do so it's, tell, called the, my,
0: yeah. it's called the My Friend Chuck podcast uh, it's a podcast I do with my friend Chuck a college friend of mine who we moved to Portland about 10 years ago and watched the Blazers and we still talk about it daily um, so we have a podcast where we can sort of vent our, our thoughts also I have better access than he does now uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Mike G. Rich and you can read all my my stuff my colleague stuff at dot slash blazers we've got uh, even in august we've got a couple fun things coming out for you this week so uh if you're listening to this on a monday night or tuesday morning you know visit the website give me a click or two help me feed my family yeah
1: help yeah, help, help mike, help with, the mike the with the clicks share his <laughs> <shares, shares laughs> content, content tell content, your friends and, and you should do the, the same, same with the, the locked on, on blazers, blazers podcast, podcast which you, which you can subscribe to on, on iTunes, itunes audio boom we're on stitcher on now, now. We're hopefully going to be on in FM soon, hopefully on Google Play soon. So, we're trying to get on all the platforms. Uh, so, subscribe, leave us a review, follow Lockdown Blazers on Twitter, at Lockdown Blazers. Send an email, Lockdown Blazers one word, at gmail.com. We'll be back again on Thursday. Mike, thanks for joining me. Uh, it was fun.
0: Yeah, always a pleasure, Eric.